The scripture reading this morning is from Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises she made to her. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. At a Christmas party I went to a few years ago, we played charades with Christmas words. So there were a bunch of words that had to do with Christmas that were in a hat and people would pull them out and then act them out. And one guy got a word and uh, we, no one could figure out what he was acting out. He was, he was uh, gyrating his hips and singing like this, looking like he was singing like this. And we were all just like, I have no idea. You know, jingle bell rock, we were throwing it all at him. No, that wasn't it. it when it was time, the time was up, it turned out that he had picked the word elves, but instead of elves, he read it as Elvis. <laughs> and so... <laughs> He was trying to act out Elvis, and no one was with him at all. I'm not sure how many of us would choose sanctuary as a Christmas word, but it very much is. Mary and Joseph are homeless and needy, and they find sanctuary in a stable. The skies become a sanctuary full of angels singing to the shepherds. Under the threat of King Herod, the Holy Family becomes refugees looking for sanctuary in Egypt. And here in this story today, Mary, a young girl, a young vulnerable woman with a big story growing inside of her, finds sanctuary in the welcome of her older cousin, Elizabeth. Inside the sanctuary of Elizabeth's home, there is certainly physical sanctuary. I imagine a, a cup of tea and some cozy, familiar food. But most importantly, there is soul sanctuary. Elizabeth confirms that Mary's visions are not delusions. Yes, you are pregnant. Yes, this child is the one we've been waiting for. Yes, it's going to be hard to bring this much light to birth in this world. And yes, you are not alone. I am with you. Mary discovers in Elizabeth the sanctuary of friendship. The word sanctuary means a holy place, a place that is sacred or set apart. It's a powerfully beautiful word that we use in our world to describe safe places such as a wildlife sanctuary or a place to rest or the presence of each other. 
But sanctuary requires at least two things, as I've been thinking about it. The first is that it requires a witness. I think Mary went to Elizabeth to be seen and to be heard. And Elizabeth looked at Mary with the eyes of her soul. And she looked at her so deeply and saw so so clearly that, that the baby within her actually leaped for joy. The baby recognized what was happening. I think that was a reflection of the way that Elizabeth looked at Mary. To be witnessed by another is powerful. David White says, the ultimate touchstone of friendship is not improvement, neither of the other nor the self. The ultimate touchstone is witness, the privilege of having been seen by someone and the equal privilege of being granted the sight of the essence of another to have walked with them and to have believed in them and sometimes just to have accompanied them for however brief a span on a journey impossible to accomplish alone. Elizabeth witnessed Mary. To be witnessed is the mark of a friendship that is a sanctuary. But I don't think witness is all that we uh, that describes or defines being a sanctuary. I think there's also a second thing that to be sanctuary means to hold a bigger story. Sanctuary requires us to look beyond our own interests, beyond our own stories and to see the bigger story. Now Elizabeth had every right to have her eyes focused only on her own story. From what we know, she is what we would call a late-term pregnancy. And I'm sure it was not easy for her. But she saw her pregnancy, her struggle, and Mary's pregnancy as a part of a larger story that was being untold and unfolded. She held confidence that God was doing something. And she kept her eyes looking for it. And she helped point Mary to it as well. Just following these verses, we have the beautiful Magnificat where Mary breaks out in song that we'll read on Christmas Eve. And in holding the larger story together, they both found the sanctuary of recognizing they were not alone, that their very lives had become a holy place, a sanctuary. And so may we also witness one another's lives. May we have the strength to hold a bigger story, bigger than our immediate circumstances, bigger than our own pain, bigger than another's pain. May we know and may we be the sanctuary of God with us. Emmanuel. Amen. I'd like to invite you to pray with me in this sanctuary this morning. Oh God, we come to you recognizing there are so many people in our world needing sanctuary today. We think of the millions of displaced people around the world living in refugee camps, living in countries not their own, with foreign languages around them. 
We pray that this world may be a place that sees them and sees them as part of a bigger story. We're aware that in our own country, there are those who are suffering the devastation of this last week's tornado, needing sanctuary, physical and emotional. May those who are neighbors, may we as a nation gather around them and help them heal. We pray also for those in the Philippines where there's been a typhoon who are without homes, without power. May there be sanctuary there as well. And in our lives where we feel alone and adrift, or we wonder if there's any place for us, may we know that we are witnessed by you, God, with us. May we find others who can witness us. May we hold that there is a larger story and, and submit ourselves to that larger story unfolding in our lives and in our world. And as we do that, we follow in the footsteps of your Son, who taught us to pray. Our God who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're keeping our uh, time in the sanctuary a little short today because we just wanted to enjoy the choir and uh, we're just aware of all of the new limits that are coming with um, changes. I'm so grateful for all we've learned in these last two years. We kind of now know. <laughs> Okay, how to moderate, less singing inside, more singing outside, <laughs> doors open, and we're going to keep flexing in this week to come and seek, find ways to be together. But I'm so grateful for your presence here today. I encourage you to give online or in the, uh, in the offering plate in the back. Thank you to those who have joined us online as well this morning. May this week you make space for sanctuary, whether it's a moment for a quiet breath or a walk in the rain or a call to a very good friend or just coming and sitting in the sanctuary for a few minutes. May you find space for sanctuary and may you know Emmanuel, God who is with us, within you as you go from this place. Go in peace. Amen. And thank you to our amazing orchestra and choir and director. Thank you.